0: You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast.
1: Like any good mom, she's nagging us back. Yes. You know, we're always coming to her and saying, help me with this, help me with this, help me with this. And she's going, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. Pray. Do you Are you kids listening to me?
0: And that was Sarah Reinhardt discussing the message of Mary to us at her many apparitions. Welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. I'm your editor and host, Michael J. Lichens. And I'm here today to talk with you all about Sarah, and also about St. Bernadette, Lourdes, and what Mary can do for Lent with Sarah. Sarah is the author of several books and countless articles about Mary, many of which you can find on catholicexchange.com. As a fellow convert, she and I talk about the different ways people come to Mary, especially how the two of us did so, which is quite different. We also talk about how Our Lady at Lourdes, St. Bernadette, provide each of us with a model of love and virtue. Really excited for today's show and to be talk with Sarah. You can find many of Sarah's articles at CatholicExchange.com, which I mentioned before. Also go to SnoringScholar.com. That's SnoringScholar.com. And while you're there, sign up for her awesome newsletter. She's got a great sense of humor, many fine insights into Mary, and is well worth your time. But without further ado, let's join Sarah Reinhardt and I as we discuss the holy example of St. Bernadette and Our Lady of Lords. God love you. Here it is. And Sarah Reinhardt, welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: We just celebrated Our Lady of Lords. We have St. Bernadette coming up. But tell us, how did you first develop a devotion to Mary?
1: Oh, I... I always sound kind of negative when I talk about Mary, although um, I guess you and I were talking before the show started about gallows humor, and uh, Mm -hmm. that's me as well. So I sort of blame Mary. I should probably credit her, (laughs) but I'm a bad daughter, and I blame her. She just kind of stalked me me and hit me over the head and maybe she's the very pretty two by four god used to get my attention but it started before i was even catholic really i think it it goes back to um i didn't have a devotion to her but as i look back over nearly 20 years of being catholic i can look back beyond my life and go oh yeah you know like hindsight is 2020. So it started when I became Catholic, I was going to choose the confirmation name Mary, but I decided it was way too trendy and mainstream. So I went with St. Bridget of Kildare, who I found out much later is considered the Mary of Ireland. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, it just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, My mother-in-law told me later she'd been praying to Mary for me for years, and recently, Our Lady of Lords is a very special title of Mary to me. In particular, my mother-in-law has been praying daily for my intentions to Our Lady of Lords for many years. And she pulled that, she pulls things like this just out of the air. Like, just, you're talking about, like, potato chips, and my mother-in-law go, oh, I've been praying for you to Our Lady of Lords. <laughs> That's oh. what moms
0: are for, yes. <laughs>
1: right, right, good Catholic moms.
0: Uh, they're sent, And you've basically, through, it sounds like through the intercession of Mary, you found the ultimate Catholic mom.
1: Right, I did, I did. And it. I, I've always had this longing to be mothered, and when I met my mother-in-law and started dating my husband, um, my mother in law at one point, I remember her saying, like, you just need to be mothered. And it kind of made me think over my life. And I, I am that person who's just sort of like, people mother me and mm-hmm. I love it and it's great. <laughs> so,
0: oh, that is wonderful. So we have St. Bernadette's feast day coming forward. What does Lord's and St. Bernadette say to you then?
1: I love I was just explaining this to my children the other day. The thing I love about Saint Bernadette is how very simple and childlike she was. Yes. The what was so amazing about her as I've studied, you know, the apparitions of Lords, you can't help but learn about Bernadette and go, Oh wow. Like she couldn't even pronounce the words Immaculate Conception. Like her aunt, who was catechizing her, had sort of thrown up her hands and gone, This girl is hopeless, there's no hope <laughs> There's nothing we can do with her. And she trots along at the end, asking Mary who she is. And Mary says, I'm the Immaculate Conception. And there Bernadette repeats that. I'm pretty sure the priest fell over. You know, that's how they knew it was a miracle, not only because of all the other things, but because Bernadette said that phrase. Yes. <laughs> so I mean to me that I, I have a house full of kids
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're always popping things on me. And it, it it just reminds me that God doesn't know any boundaries. Like we look around and think well, I need to know more, I need to study more, I need to pray more. You know, there's always more and more and more that we think we need Mm -hmm. to do. And you look to saints like Bernadette or or Faustina, many saints, were very simple, and when I say simple, I don't mean stupid. I just mean not educated in the way that intellectually I always expect. Like, I need more of this intellectual things. And God just kind of wipes that away and says, well, that's nice that you have that, but here, this is all you really need.
0: That's absolutely true. And you talk a little bit about St. Bernadette's a childlike wonder was that. Would you say that's what led her to find Our Lady of Lords, or?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a trustingness that when you don't complicate your life. I mean, my mother-in-law. Again, I, I guess I've been talking a lot about my mother-in-law while we've been talking, but she has always been. Um, we, we joke, you know. She she's not. I'll explain theological things, and she'll ask questions, and I'm like, oh, I can cite the Catechism and all these things, but you know, I don't know anybody who believes their prayers more, if I could pray with half Mm -hmm. of her devotion, like she says, hey, God, here's my intention. And God probably goes, all right, she, and I make it sound like even the way I'm phrasing it to you, it makes it sound like it's quote unquote magic. And it's not, It's, it's faith. And watching her, I've come to see that that truly is a gift of the Holy Spirit, just watching it at work. And, and Bernadette is another example of that. She just had that gift of faith.
0: This is where I have to confess my arrogance when I was a new convert. Oh, my gosh, so many years ago. But uh, 14 years ago <laughs> this Easter, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. But uh, wow. <laughs> time flies, I but I'll never it forget. I, I, there are a lot of saints particularly French saints, I noticed that I was just not attracted to in the ways that people around me were. And Bernadette was one of them because I was very proud of my intellect and things like that. And she seemed so simple, but it, it God's needed to uh, kick me around a few times to get the message through. Yeah. And now I kind of see Bernadette and especially, because I don't know if I would have had the faith that Bernadette had upon seeing Mary. I probably would have said, oh, better stop drinking no. coffee at night.
1: Right. Or or maybe it's a little cold out. I should go get <laughs> some coffee. I mean, the fact that she, she was ridiculed mm-hmm. over and over by people. I mean, it wasn't like it was a one-time thing. Her, her parents were furious with her. Her mother oh, wouldn't goodness. talk to her. I mean, and this happened to the Fatima, the mm-hmm. children at Fatima, too. I mean, over and over you watch these, these visionaries kind of go through some grief over their faith and their belief and you know it's a lesson to all of us.
0: yes, it is it I actually didn't realize that Brenda she was actually tormented pretty badly by the locals and it sounds like even the local church at times
1: yeah yeah I, I'm I'm now I'm wanting to Google and <laughs> check but <laughs> and give you like but yeah there, there was a website online that gave a detailed account of every apparition and there were 16 I'm going off the top mm-hmm. of my head. So, but there's, there are websites that you can go to that will detail it. And the more you learn about Lords, the more you learn about Bernadette and then her life afterwards. I mean, it, it's just remarkable how, how devout, um, and I know there, there was no way to prove it or not prove it. She just trusted, like, oh, no, this this lady, mm-hmm. she's praying with me. And she just, you know, as so everybody's watching, I mean, I have trouble praying a yes. rosary in front of my kids. <laughs> and she's praying in front of a bunch of strangers, you know, moving her lips, praying out loud, not even hiding her beads or using her fingers instead of beads, you know, just openly. You know, if that's not evangelization, we could all take a little lesson there, too.
0: You mentioned some of Bernadette's life afterwards. If I remember correctly, this is one of those tangents I just love in Catholic history, but Bernadette's also considered one of the incorruptible saints, isn't she? I think so. I've never... I'm looking. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Nothing like... Yes, wax coverings on the body of Bernadette. Okay,
0: that's what I thought. And I've never been to the Basilica. I haven't been to France at all. Uh, Have you been able to make it to Lourdes?
1: I have not but it's on my yes, my uh, list. I never wanted to travel until I became Catholic, and now I only want to go... Well, actually, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. There's cool Catholic places. But yeah, Lourdes is definitely mm-hmm. high on the yeah, list.
0: I had the pleasure of seeing a lot of great Catholic places across the world, but France has not been one of them, and Lourdes is a great destination. Right. But what was Bernadette's life like after the apparitions, though, if you recall?
1: She went to the hospital run by the Sisters of Charity of... okay, it says nevers to my Ohio thing, but that's probably a France word that's pronounced something, yes. a French word pronounced like nevier mm-hmm. or something. She considered joining the Carmelites, but her health kept her from that. Oh, and she contracted tuberculoc- tuberculosis in the bone of her right knee. And she died of long-term illness oh, at the age of goodness. 35 on Easter Wednesday while praying the rosary. I'm not seeing anything. I'm thinking while she was in the convent, she was sort of like the sisters. And I've heard this of other saints, you know, like they'll be sick and they'll think, "Nah, you're just faking it. You're just trying to get out of work. But I can't remember if the saint I'm thinking of is Bernadette or if I'm sort of, there's a lot of
0: mm-hmm. cloistered
1: nun saints <laughs> who had apparitions. Like, Bostina yes. comes to mind as one who was, you know, I don't want to say tortured by the sister, but, you know, at least picked on, not not believed to be anything other than And, of course, a more
0: famously, uh, the little flower, too. Right. No, it's, right. as Flannery O'Connor would like to say, you sometimes have to, have to suffer as much from the church as you do for it.
1: Yes, yes. But the oh, fact yeah. that they continue to do that, you know, like, how hard would it be just to say, okay, well, Oh, well,
0: uh, that would be my first instinct, but I'm well aware of that.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, even in in you could probably go through the rest of your day and think of an example of when it would be easier to (laughs) do to just keep quiet rather than speak up.
0: And what would you say, looking going back to Bernadette's experience at Lourdes? What was the heart of Mary's message to Bernadette?
1: Pray the Rosary. <laughs> Did, what, uh, what would yeah. you say it was honestly
0: that's one i struggle with but i say pray the rosary would be a very good one and it's this is where my arrogance comes in again where i want to say no there has to be more to that but no praying the rosary is important and i think mary emphasized that at so many of her apparitions Yeah, that's the heart of many of them.
1: Yes, like it's sort of like any good mom, she's nagging us back. Yes, we're always coming to her and saying, "Help me with this, help me with this, help me with this," and she's going, "Pray the rosary, pray the rosary. Do you are you kids listening to me? I mean, I
0: get some sleep. Eat your vegetables.
1: Yes, there's a little cartoon I saw years ago that was like Mary in blue and at her at side. Had a young Jesus tugging on her robe and mom 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 and the caption at the bottom is the first rosary <laughs> and I just, I wanted to frame it but it was you know a small gif on my computer mm-hmm. and I couldn't but you know she's just always saying the same thing you know she's not usually coming out with any big new thing. it's usually pretty simple like pray your Rosary mm-hmm. depend on God, go to confession, go to mass, in
0: many ways, I think that's a, we have Lent, of course, coming up. I know I promised you I right. wouldn't bring make this a Lenten podcast, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: But do you think, of, in what ways do you think Mary, especially this apparition at Lourdes and that message of pray the rosary, how can that help us through Lent?
1: Well, if, if your Lent's anything like mine, it's going to have some unforeseeable hurdle in it. And sometimes the hurdle is that you don't know what the hurdle is until you're mm-hmm. over it. And whether I make a plan for Lent or I don't, I always seem to fail. And I think that maybe my lesson of Lent or my, my Catholic lesson is just, you just, you're not in control, Sarah. I'm in control. <laughs> Step back. So I think turning to Mary and turning to Our Lady of Lourdes specifically, I mean, when you pray the rosary, you're uniting yourself with Christ. You're reflecting on his life. And there, there is no better reflection that we can have. So Lent is the perfect time to, if that's a habit, to deepen it. If it's not a habit, to make it a habit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and now I have to admit, learning to pray the rosary is still, you know, as I said, 14 years later, one of the hardest things for me to do. Have any tips for I'm us lazy what? folks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. I, I, I'm right there with you. (laughs) I have tried to get away from the rosary for years and it just won't leave me (laughs) alone. I mean, example, this podcast. So, um, what I have found helpful is it's a lot like exercise and I don't know if that, That adds to my purgatory time that I, (laughs) the other day I did something and one of my kids goes, you're late waking me up. And I said, I know. And when I realized it, I said a strong language word while I was praying the rosary. I'm pretty sure I have to pray a rosary to make up for the fact that I did that during a rosary. (laughs) Kid looked at me, wasn't even surprised. Um, It's like exercise. You just have to start. Mm. Um, and, And in my own life, I found if I do it right off the bat, not only is my day better, but I know I've done it. Because I, my struggle is always like the further we get into the day, the harder it is to keep my promises Mm -hmm. to God. He gets pushed down the list underneath all those other people who are demanding my time and attention. So I would say just start, maybe just start with a decade Mm -hmm. and do that for a while and add another decade and... You know, in in 14 more years, you should be up to (laughs) five decades.
0: For all of you who are just (laughs) joining the church, you're going to have a lot of fun, but it's a good journey.
1: For sure. Never as
0: easy as – well, again, this is where, as I've said before, pride and arrogance are always my falling points. But, yeah, it's humbling to have something that you – conceptually it seems so simple it's like oh this will take me 15 20 minutes i just have to do it every day but it's like but that's also the easy part and the hard part you have to do it every day
1: right i used to i went through a spurt Mm -hmm. of just doing it during weekdays because i could not get into a uh like a groove on the weekends they were such a different setup in my own life Mm -hmm. and i just was like you know what you have to meet yourself where god does and god meets you right where you are so you know don't make it some impossible thing you know make it something achievable and then ask mary to help you
0: and if anyone wanted to learn do you have any particular resources you love for mary i know you've written a few books so is that of course
1: (laughs) um pop that on me and i have a whole shelf of mary books (laughs) (laughs) i figured as much i i Oh, yes, yes. In fact, I was thinking it needs to, I need to re- rearrange it. Um, my One of my favorite books about Mary is St. Alphonsus Liguori's Glories of Mary, mm. which um, I put off reading and it was so good. Um, and it, it, I must have gotten a good translation of it because I didn't find it to be really difficult reading. I also. Last year, two years ago, read Fulton Sheen's book about Mary. Yes. And that book, uh, was, world's
0: first love, I think.
1: Yes, yes, I was trying to. I don't have a copy of it. Oh no, I do. There it is. I couldn't find it. <laughs> um, I love, I love that book. My book is um, word by word, and I have a an assortment of different people who look at each word of the Hail Mary and how it's significant. Oh, so, Andy, that's that's my plug, and it, it the Hail Mary is started off my relationship with the rosary started off as learning the hail mary and then once you Mm -hmm. learn the hail mary i mean the next place to go is is into that and
0: on that note just kind of going back julie i always perplexed but delighted by our non-catholic and non-religious listeners but For any of them who are like, well, I don't even know how to start getting a Marian devotion or how to start a rosary, you know, what what is Mary even about? Do you have any pointers from when you first got introduced to Mary for kind of how to approach Um, it?
1: Well, so I joined the church in 2001, Mm -hmm. and um, normal people didn't have iPhones then. So (laughs) I would say, and I think this is only an iPhone app, but you can download the Mary app. There's this consecrated. There's this group of priests, and I think they have religious sisters associated, the Marian's of the Immaculate yes. Helpers, or something. It's something like that. But they have an app, and it's pretty good. Um, so I would I would start with that, oh, and I would um, find an old Irish Catholic woman to talk to you about <laughs> Mary. <laughs> and when you're done rolling your eyes. That's what happened to me. I mean, my I, I'm with you on the pride and intellect thing. Yeah. And uh, boy, God just found a way to humble me and make me uh, pay attention. A
0: similar thing happened to me. My Aunt Deanna was the one who constantly, because she's the Catholic, Irish side of the family, mm-hmm. and I love her to death, but she would send me rosaries. She sent me Ligory's book. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Secrets of the Rosary. I can't remember who wrote that one. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long while, but I did the same thing. I definitely rolled my eyes half the time. And she said, well, I'm praying for you just so you know. And, hey, maybe you should learn to talk to Mary, too. <laughs> and
1: and you're ju- yeah, at the time, I'm just like, whatever. I don't need your stupid prayers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I joke that my ego and I are making amends as we sort of fit in the same room right now. But it's iffy.
0: yeah. It- I can understand that one hundred percent. I think many of us can relate, but yes, finding a good, sweet old woman in your life who's praying to marry for you and ask her about the rosary and enjoy. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. And, and there is, I mean, Google will bring up a number of things. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think finding someone you trust or know, or picking up a couple of books. Um, Scott Hahn's book is is good, but it's also very brainiac. The reason I don't mention that one first is because I think it's very cerebral and that's not, that's not bad. It's just, I had a priest, the thing, one of the main touch points for me as I was coming into the church was that it was the first time I had talked to anybody who was a minister who could respond with logic and rationale and not, say just because god said so that's helpful there was a reason for everything and i was like oh my goodness these people are using actual logical arguments i can't believe it so
0: oh what a delight and we're uh, heading down to the end point here so just if anyone wants to learn more about you sarah and all the great writing you do about mary is besides Gather exchange where else can they find you
1: um well my main website is snoring dot mm-hmm And I also do a daily, a weekday uh, newsletter where I highlight a saint and whatever catches my eye. It's called Triple Take. And I know you'll have a link. It's Yes. Well, if you go to osv.com, you can also find a link there.
0: And we'll put all those links up on CatholicExchange.com. Anyone who's listening to this, check your show notes or come to CatholicExchange.com. I'll put all those links up there as well as links to the books we talked about. Great. so Great. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Give us a quick view into St. Bernadette and Our Lady of Lords. It's really appreciated it.
1: Well, thank you for giving me the chance.